Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is The Travel So before we jump right into today's episode, we have an important announcement. We would like to say thank you to Fom, who created the ending music for our podcast. So Fom is a musical artist, and you can check them out on Spotify and Instagram. Erin, what's their Spotify name and what's their Instagram name? Well, their name on Spotify is FOM, spelled F-A-W-M, and their Instagram name is FOM Official, which is F-A-W-M, and then official is official, but instead of an O, it's spelled with a zero. So again, thank you for creating our new ending music, and thank you so much for all the help that you've done for us with our podcast. So before we start, y'all have actually never heard our ending music, but... Uh, as planned, you're going to hear it today for the first time. So Aaron, what's our fun fact for the day? It's actually pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So cruise ships are now placing state-of-the-art technology on their ships that can measure a person's temperature just from the camera. This is a very useful tool and will be implemented on several cruise ships within the next six months. Well, this is actually an amazing type of technology that's being created for cruise ships, and it's also going to be put in hospitals in the future. And the only reason why it might be a bad thing is because it's raising concerns for some people because people suspect that it might use radiation to give or to check people's temperatures, to check their body heat. Um, But David, do you, even if it did use radiation, would you be concerned or would you not really be concerned because it's similar to the process you go through at an airport? So two things. Uh, Before I answer your question, I just want to say that I think it's really cool that they have this because I haven't even seen this kind of technologies in state-of-the-art hospitals. So I think the fact that it would be on cruise ships first would be crazy. And then second thing, Aaron, you know, it does raise a concern to me. That being said, if that was my only way to get on a ship, I would do it. So like at the airport, my parents and me don't really like using that new technology, you know, where you have to put your hands up and the thing spins. We would prefer either just getting pat down where we know there's no radiation or walking through that that like thing, it, it, I think it might have radiation, but it's older technology and they've used it for a lot longer. So, you know, it would raise some concerns for me uh, with this new technology and it would have to have radiation because that's the only way to check your temperature remotely. But that being said, if that was my only way to get on a cruise, I would definitely do it because I would definitely risk five seconds to get on a cruise for a week. Well, yeah, I honestly completely agree. I think if it was my only option to get on a cruise, I would definitely have to take that risk because I think there's so much in life that you have to experience and to be limited by one thing, just to be worried about something is not a great reason not to go on a cruise. So David, 100%. (laughs) So David, I'd like to, uh, can you get us started in the beginning of our episode and tell us what our episode is going to be about? Yeah. So I'm really, really, really excited guys for today's episode. So there's going to be two parts. For the first part of this episode, we will be talking about each airline's requirement for flying during this time. So what they're making us do and just some news regarding airlines. And then for the second part of this episode, we're going to be doing two things. We're going to be talking about a reflection since we started the Travel Bros in January, which is crazy, Aaron. We've been doing it for almost half a year. What do you think about that? I'm super happy that we've been able to maintain our podcast throughout the past. Basically, I think it's probably been maybe four or five months now that we've been doing this. And I'm so happy that we're able to make an episode at least once a week. And now we're doing it two times a week. Twice a week, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm super happy about it. 
Yeah, so we've been doing the Travel Bros for almost six months. And then the second half of our second half of the episode, we'll be talking about season two, which is going to be very, very, very exciting. So stick around to hear what we're doing uh, for season two. So for the first part of this episode, as I said, we will be talking about each airline's requirement for flying during this time. So something that I find very interesting is that the first airline to require wearing masks was JetBlue. However, now all major U.S. airlines, including not only JetBlue, but also American Airlines, Delta, and United, and Southwest are all requiring people to wear masks during their flight. I think this is very good because masks, they don't help completely, but they definitely help slow down the spread of coronavirus. I think it's also really um, important that airlines definitely make it a requirement to wear masks, masks on their flights because as a lot of people know, masks are actually more to protect other people than yourself. And so whenever you don't wear a mask, you don't even know if you're asymptomatic or not, but you have to be thinking about other people, which is what airlines are doing. Airlines are taking the risk because a lot of people in this world don't really care about other people's health and well-being. And so they might just not go on these airlines. They might just drive up themselves or avoid the airlines because of what they're doing now. But that's just a risk that the airlines have to take for everybody's safety. Yeah. And Aaron, I heard that United is actually doing something with like flight attendant bases. Is that right? Well, yes. United is closing four different foreign flight attendant bases because of coronavirus. Wow. With, yeah, it's really insane. But with so much currently happening in the world, United has teamed up with several other airlines releasing information about flights in the summer. This is bringing hope for many people and travelers because their summer plans might not be lost. National parks will be open this summer, which is also expected to bring a lot of flight and vehicle traffic throughout large areas of the country. None of the current travel plans regarding flights are certain, but there is a large, plan, there is a large chance that your vacation is still on schedule for this summer. So I wow. think it's awesome how the as you said before how flights can continue to go around the United States and David do you think a lot of people are actually going to end up going on flights or not because it's a raises a large concern for a lot of people going I on think, flights I think a lot of people are going to still go on vacation whether that's RVing or driving I don't I don't think that many people are going to go on flights although I do think some um, something that I think is very important to mention, and this isn't me totally rambling, this actually does have to do with the podcast episode, because as Aaron just said, a lot of people will still hopefully be able to go on vacation this summer, is that Aaron and I have talked about with you guys at the beginning of our podcast episode, things that we have planned to do this summer, which included Chicago and Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is unfortunately not happening, the cruise, which is as of right now not happening, but that could change, and most important, um, we're actually changed our summer plans. We're going to go up together, social distancing, driving, uh, not flying. We're driving. So we're not going to be going on planes to call uh, to Florida. So that actually goes back to what Aaron, mm -hmm. what you just said about do people feel comfortable going on planes? I, I mean, I really think that it depends on the people Would uh, the person themselves. Would you feel comfortable going on a plane or not? I would definitely, if I had no other option and I was in a completely different continent, I would have to take the risk of going on a plane because I'd have to get home and it's very important, especially at this time, to get home. But under normal circumstances where you just want to go to a vacation, um, I don't think I would take a plane. I think I'd 
to at all costs I try to avoid taking planes and I would result to driving or taking an RV up to my destination. Yeah. I agree. So something else that is absolutely crazy is Delta. So in Delta news, Delta has released some major news. On July 8th, Delta will cease all flights to 11 U.S. cities. These cities include Aspen, Colorado, Bangor, I don't know if it's pronounced, Bangor, uh, Minnesota, or Maine, sorry, Bangor, Maine, Erie, Pennsylvania, Flint, Michigan, uh, what's next? Um, Wilston, um, Oh my gosh, Wilston, North Dakota, in New Bern, North Carolina, Santa Barbara, California, Lincoln, Nebraska, Peri- Periola, I don't, I don't know if that's pronounced, Illinois. Um, and so out of all these places, honestly, guys, I don't even know if I named all of them. They're so jumbled up in my list that I don't even know if I read all of them. But out of all the places, the part that is the most confusing to me is Santa Barbara, California. So as sad as it is, in my opinion, for Delta to cease flights to all these places, I think it's actually the most sad and the most confusing um, that they're ceasing flights to Santa Barbara. I don't understand why they would want to stop flights to Santa Barbara because Santa Barbara is a very nice town along the coast of California. It's very close, about a 45-minute drive maximum to LA. Santa Barbara is very popular and has many things to do. And I think it's very sad that Delta will stop flying to these cities, and especially Santa Barbara, as of July 8th. Aaron, do you think it's just as sad as I think it is? Because I think it's terrible that I don't know why, but I'm assuming it's because of coronavirus that Delta is stopping flights to 11 major, or some of them are major, U.S. cities. Well, actually, like what you said before, Santa Barbara, you brought up a point where Santa Barbara is actually very close to L.A., which is a very big city located in uh, California. But Santa Barbara is literally, as you just said, as I just said, 45 minutes away, which is going to attract a lot of people, um, vacationers from LA. So I think it's going to have a lot of crowds at the beaches and at all their large touristy places in Santa Barbara. And I think that's one of the main reasons that they're cutting off flights there. I think a large reason is, as I just said, because they don't want a large amount of people to be in a close proximity of each other. It just raises a lot of um, problems and it's not good for anybody to be jumbled up in a small space. So when you really think about it, it's kind, it's good that they're stopping flights here. They're really trying their best to limit people's exposure, but it's sad for people who really like to take vacations to coastal destinations and especially Santa Barbara. And again, Aaron and I don't know this, but this is kind of just our best guess. Like if we have to improvise here and make a guess on why Delta would stop like flights to Santa Barbara, that would be our guess. Another one of my guesses would be that it's so close to LA that they could just fly to LA, but that that might be the case. Again, we don't know. We're just kind of guessing. Um, So Aaron, isn't there also some news that has to do with Spirit Airlines? Well, yes. So for those of you who like to travel on Spirit Airlines, there are some very good news. With summer heat coming in, Spirit is beginning to have flights into the, Carib- into the Caribbean again. This will be a great opportunity for Spirit to make a recovery. The main issue facing Spirit executives is whether or not people will be flying or driving, as we were talking about before, to their destinations this summer. 
with so much on the line, Spirit will have to make a way for a full recovery within the next year. So it's a very, as I we were talking about earlier, it's a very large concern for people who work in the travel industry or even the mostly the airline industry, whether people are going to be flying or driving up to their final destination. So yeah. David, do you, what do you think is going to happen to Spirit? Do you think they'll make at all a recovery or do you think like what we were talking about before, people are just going to avoid flights? You know, I'm hoping they'll make a recovery, but uh, I mean, Spirit honestly does not have a great reputation. So I don't know if that reputation about Spirit Airlines is going to help them at all. I don't know if it's not going to help them at all, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping Spirit does well, but then again, they have a pretty bad reputation and I don't know if that's going to make anything worse for them. So now we're going to transition to the second part and final part of our podcast episode. Aaron, wow. It's been almost half of a year of the Travel Bros, and it's been a big success. When we started, we were still learning the basics of podcasting. We didn't really know much about podcast hosts or details about how to make podcast episodes. However, since we started, we both now have nice microphones and good headphones and nice podcasting equipment in general. We started off with only about 20 listens in the month of January. I know that's actually kind of embarrassing to say out loud, Mm -hmm. but I'm very proud to say that now we have over 150 listens per 30 days. Aaron and I hope to continue growing our podcast and we are happy to keep creating good content and informative podcast content for you guys. So I completely agree. I think in the beginning of our podcast, we were just learning how to work everything. We were learning how we could improve as podcasters and what we could do to really intrigue our audience into our episodes. So I think with those 20 listens, we've learned so much. And it's in, it's incredible to me how we've been able to get up to over 150 listens um, within the past 30 days. So I think with all of this, it's given us really a large learning experience of how we can improve every time we hit a bump in the road. But with our, mm-hmm, with our podcast constantly growing, we are doing everything we can to it, we can in order to keep you guys entertained. Starting with the limited podcasting experience, or starting with like limiting pod, limited podcast experience. We have learned so much from each other. Eventually, David and I hope to get more special guests that have years of experience in the travel industry. A podcast that doesn't teach and entertain is not a podcast worth worth listening to. That is why we care so much and hope to make the best content possible. With help from so many of our close friends and family, we have been able to make our dream a reality. David, do you think... You would, I don't think I would be able to do this without the support from everybody we've had. We've had so much support from our listeners, from uh, our sponsors, from everybody who, from our family. David, do you think you would be able to do this without that kind of support and help? Well, I mean, they definitely made it easier. And then also, as Aaron said, uh, the we gave more of a shout out to Today with FOM, which is the amazing music company that made our ending music. That was a, like a shout out. However, I believe next week we're actually going to have our first actual sponsor. Um, we're not going to say who it is yet. You'll just have to wait. But we're really excited to have a first sponsor. Um, and then before we move on to the next section, which will be kind of just future episodes and talking about season two, which is extremely, extremely exciting. 
I just want to say that I've had so much fun so far working on the travel bros with you, Aaron, and have learned so much about the hobby or job for some people for podcasting. Let me tell you, it seems easy. Just talk, write an outline, I guess just get a podcast host, pay them per month. But let me tell you, that's not true. There are so many things that happen behind the scenes that make podcasting pretty hard. And let me tell you, coronavirus did not help. Right as Aaron and I started learning more about podcasting and kind of getting our the hand our the hang on of it and kind of learning, hey, this is what podcasting is. What do you know? COVID hits and we can't even be within a six foot radius of each other. And we have to, we have to do it over Zoom. We have to do it with microphones. So I'm really, really happy that we're able to do it. However, COVID didn't help and it's been a lot of work, but it's been so worth it. Yeah, I'm, I completely agree. I don't think we would have been, actually, I don't think we had, would have been as successful where we are as where we are right now if COVID didn't happen with our podcast, because it's taught us so much about using online software and microphones and headphones, and it's taught us the, not only the basics of trial, or of podcasting, but the basics of any type of project that you'd like to work on when it becomes technical. And I think because we had the opportunity, not necessarily, I, I consider it an opportunity to work far apart, we've been able to learn how to use so many different things. And it's really helped us become uh, who we are, where we are now. But are going on to a little bit of detail about what our next season is going to be about. I'm so excited for this. Same. So our new season will feature six episodes about travel attractions along the United States. Now, well, with constant new restrictions, we will have to discuss a variety of activities, but it might be some things that we are going to be saying in our next season might not be available at the time because of what's happening right now in the world. And so we'd just like to say all of that. David, are you excited for our next season? Because I sure am. I'm so excited. So here's some more details about our second season. So as of right now in season one, it was geared mostly towards, towards adults. I mean, children might like it, but honestly, let's be honest, it was geared mostly towards, towards adults. However, Aaron and I are kids. And so in season two, although we mostly like things that adults are interested in, we're going to gear it towards adults and children. So we know that most, if not all of our listeners are not children, they're adults. So we want to make clear that you will be entertained too in season two. However, in season two, which should not last more than about two weeks because it'll be five or six episodes, it will be fun for kids to listen to in addition to adults as well. So as Aaron said, we will focus each episode on one fun activity that you can do in different states throughout the United States. And unlike season one, season two will be not be focused on how coronavirus is affecting the travel industry. So as Aaron said above, some stuff we might talk about in season two, um, you might not be able to do right now because of coronavirus, but Aaron and I are almost going to pretend like coronavirus isn't a thing. And we're just going to talk to you about fun stuff to do in the United States as of, as like it was a year ago, like coronavirus wasn't a concern. Aaron, are you excited for season two? I'm so pumped for season two. Something else that's really important to say is that season two is going to be significantly shorter than season one and probably future seasons to come because it's only going to be about two weeks, but I'm really excited. What about you? I'm super excited as well. I honestly can't wait until we begin our next season. But on a final note, David, I look forward to continuing our podcast, and I believe that we will continue this for as long as we possibly can. 
But in order to end up our episode, I have to say thank you to all of our listeners that have stayed with us since the beginning. With great honor, this is The Travel Bros.